What up, drinkers? That's right. It's another episode of Music and Brews with Brian and Johnny. And this week's episode might be my personal favorite. Now, I don't normally like to pick favorites, but this one in particular is with my cousin, I like to say. And we get all into that. hes I call him my cousin. He's technically my step-cousin-in-law, in a way. Sort of. But we were ex-bandmates. We were like best friends. We were uh, just good good buddies through high school. He's the reason that I started playing music, that I learned guitar. We get all into that. This is Skeleton Ocean. Uh, of course, my very good friend, Joseph. And uh, I love this episode. And, and of course, I'm being biased about it because, you know, we're so close. Um, the whole right off the bat, we reminisce. It's like time has not even passed. He and I have so many stories and memories of of music and hanging out, and and uh, we we talk a ton about that. And I don't want to waste too much time. I really just want to get in this episode because it's it's so good. It's so much fun, and I'm so glad that we get to talk. Uh, you know, ever since you know through high school and stuff, we kind of went our own ways and he started doing his music i started doing mine i moved to nashville did my thing and he he's back in california doing his thing and and so i've been wanting to connect again and so it, it was so cool that you know we have this podcast we could do that and yes what a great episode we recorded this a while ago and joseph i love you we didn't mean to put this off so long we just had we've had so many interviews like in a row that uh we're just you know, we're kind of behind, honestly, but uh, I'm glad that we're finally releasing it. Uh, we got a lot going on this year. We got interviews. We got new music that we're going to be writing. We have topics. We have lists. We have live events. I just can't wait. It's going to be a, an amazing year, as we've been saying. So make sure you follow us. Make sure you keep track of all of our social medias. We're going to be posting all about that stuff. So we're so excited, and what a great way. We've had some awesome episodes already to start off the year. This one is my biased favorite um, ever, probably, just because, you know, many personal stories. We know each other, of course. And uh, so this was a ton of fun. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, make sure you check out Skeleton Ocean. Uh, on Spotify and everything, his latest release was bedrooms and like i said this is being released a little later but this was released 2022 but it's still incredible check out all of his music that's skeleton ocean we talk about all his projects his ton of stuff uh so so make sure you check that out and see if he's playing near you and following like him uh y'all let's not waste any more time grab you a beer grab you a drink pop that top take a sip and let's do it very 80s. Joseph! <laughs> what up, guys? What's what up? What up? I got the emo hair, too. <laughs> hey, Joseph had a full-on, like, across the eye hair for a while there. Oh, 100%. You used to, too, didn't you? I didn't, no. I always oh, you didn't. You, you always had just the rocker hair. Yeah, did, you, never yeah. Went for, you never went full emo. You nope, never went full nope. emo. Like, so uh, me, Joseph, and, and our other friend, Paul. Paul had, was like the ultimate emo kid. He had the spiky hair in the back and shit. And he was like... Ultimate emo. I'm growing my hair out for when we were young. 
Yeah? Are you going? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Sick, dude. Oh, my God. I, I actually, so I reserved tickets, but I, I was like, I'm sure they're ne- I'm not going to be available. And I was like, there's no way. That yeah, we, we, get, we got him. I don't know if you remember my friend Ricky. Fuck you remember yeah, Ricky? Dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Ricky, Ricky, I was at work and Ricky was like, dude, I can get the tickets right now. Like the day they came out. Oh, shit. Like, get them, please. For the love of God. When get is them. that? Um, it's in, it's in like three weeks, dude. It's, in, oh, it's like shit. October, like October 22nd, I think. Johnny, did you see the lineup for that? Oh, he muted us. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> did you see the lineup for that? The when no. Young? Dude, it's like every band. It's like all of the bands that like we I got, listen to. I gotta look. I gotta look it up now because I'm like, <laughs> it's the most insane lineup insane. I've ever seen. Like, uh, I don't know how I I'm gonna to see know. every band. I don't yeah, know how I'm I know, even gonna right? do it. There's a lot of bands that I haven't seen. Like, yeah, I don't even playing. know. I wouldn't know how to choose. Like, like at a certain point, you just gotta be like, everything has to be everywhere. You have to be like, all right. These are the ones I gotta go see. A hundred percent, dude. I, yeah. was, I was just talking to someone. Speaking of Warp Tour, were you there that year when Katy Perry was playing on like a tiny stage in the back of uh, Warp Tour in San Diego? <laughs> were you there for that? I don't. I don't know. I know that we went two thousand, and I think it was two thousand six four. That early four. I want to say four because five, let's right? see if. Four or five, because we went when we were in like eighth grade, and we got we yeah. both graduated Dude, what two thousand nine. Was so. that the that was the infamous summer after eighth grade? <laughs> Johnny, I've told you about this. That's the first time I ever drank with Joseph and Paul. Got me in a drink oh, that yeah. weekend, and they pierced How's my it? ear with a, a safety pin. Oh Good my god! Lord. I forgot that? about that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> my, oh, this is gonna be a problem. So mad. <laughs> oh, oh, I can imagine God. your mother just. Oh, yeah, uh, dude. You know what uh, else that reminds me of? <laughs> Hold on, dude, this is going. Ma- we need to, we need to get memories. into the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's no. gonna be amazing. This episode oh, is gonna be is gonna be nothing but you guys reminiscing. <laughs> Hold on, real quick. Real quick, that same weekend, Joseph, do you remember <laughs> Paul? Paul, I think that was that weekend. Paul got mad and he went to the other room and he threw a banana peel over your head <laughs> and it landed right into his hoodie. No, no. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Into the hoodie. No, but do you remember when we had the noodles and we were throwing noodles at each other and the noodle went right into the side of the hair and stuck into the head? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, so man. Oh, my oh, God. Man. Johnny? Yeah, sorry. This is giving me a problem. <laughs> this whole era, it was like the hardest I ever laughed in my life. Just oh doing my stupid God. shit, like slapping each other with spatulas. And <laughs> so yeah. Dumb. Anyways. <laughs> All right, so that's God. a good intro. <laughs> yep. And on that note. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, we oh. like to cheers before Johnny does his intro. Hold on. Gotta pour yeah, I had to have the brew. I figured the brew was necessary. Oh, there you go. And, and is that stone? Yeah, a little stone. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah, dog. Double IPA. Oh, nice. shit, going hard. <laughs> yeah, it's the only beer I had, so I had, yeah. had to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready, I'm, Brian? I'm drinking tequila tonight. 
Look at what I got. Ooh. Espalon. Espalon. Dude, Espalon. Love Espalon. I love the Espalon. Ooh, muy bueno. All right. Pero muy bueno. All right, boys and girls. Let's cheers. 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 Salud. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Music and Brews. I am your host, Johnny Barikin, and as always, my co-host, Brian Michael, who is muted currently. There he is. Oh, what up, bro? <laughs> oh, what up? I, uh, uh, I'm currently sick, so I muted it to blow my nose. That's right. Gross. Gross. Gnarly. Yeah, uh, I was just telling Brian, uh, Brian, I was just telling you, but now for everybody else listening... Uh, my dog just recently darted out of the house and killed a possum, which is wild because I was just like, whoa, oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. with that said, let's go ahead and introduce <laughs> you just heard. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Uh, do, do, are we going by skeleton ocean or Joseph? Which one do you prefer? You, you I mean, you guys can call me Joseph, but definitely my artist name, skeleton yeah. ocean. Love it. I've taken over. So. Go Joseph and I go way back uh, and started off real quick, Joseph, my first story um, that I've told on here before. But but one of the main reasons why I wanted to play guitar was because I went to I believe it was a Fourth of July party or someone. And I want to say it was at one, maybe your house. I'm not sure. But you got you and Jeremiah, who's Joseph's cousin. We're playing guitar, and they were playing Blink-182 by a pool. This is what I remember. And I remember standing there and being like, holy shit, I love Blink-182. And being like, I want to do what they're doing. <laughs> and that's why I play guitar. <laughs> do you remember that at all, Joseph? That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I don't remember the exact moment of that. No, because I don't know if we were very close back then. No, you know no, what we I mean? Weren't. So yeah. I don't. Because <laughs> it's been, I, I mean, I could imagine there's probably millions of times I've played Blink-182 with Jeremiah. Right. So I like, think yeah. of which one it is. Um, who, who actually is still such an amazing musician, and we've actually made oh, yeah. some songs together recently. Oh, really? Um, oh, shit. Yeah, so we have a project, actually, with uh, with me and Peter and Jeremiah. What? And, uh, yeah, yeah, you guys have to check it out. It's called The Dreamcoats. Oh, my Ooh. God. Yeah, I I, absolutely. So uh, we've actually had Peter on here. Um, we did like a joint because he has a podcast too, which oh, yeah! completely by accident is almost the same name as ours or something similar like uh, tunes, tunes and tunes and tumblers, uh, tunes, tunes and, and tumblers. tumblers, like a kind of a s- similar thing. Yeah, it is very similar. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it, and they were like, we might have to sue you, or let's just have you on. <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> That's awesome. Wait, what was the name of that again? The dream coats. The dream coats. Coats. Yeah. Well, one word, duh, and then dream coats. Yeah. Cool. Kind of like like Joseph in the dream coats type thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So me yeah. and Joseph go way back. Uh, we were in a band together, uh, a sudden end. Fuck yeah. And uh, we played. <laughs> That's right. Our symbol was a heart with an arrow that went through it. I don't know who came up with that. Probably Paul. I'm, I'm remembering. I'm remembering those shirts now. Do you remember the shirts that we had? Yeah, I still yeah, have they're one. awesome. <laughs> That's awesome that you still have I that. No way. It. I keep it in my closet. 
A hundred percent. That's amazing. But, uh, you know, you bring up something and it's something that I wanted to talk to you about. Like you always have been super like musical, like, and also like your whole family, like you said, Jeremiah is your cousin, Peter's your cousin. Uh, like tell us about that tell us about like how your family is, is so musical <laughs> how is that yeah possible? a little <laughs> a little bit about about yeah growing up and that kind of thing and becoming musical. yeah yeah for sure um yeah it's like it's in our genes i don't know what it is um it's actually kind of crazy like my grandma rest in peace she she could like sing like she had the most beautiful like fragile like intimate voice that you've ever heard and it was actually crazy she could only sing in harmonies i don't know if you ever remember that brian but Uh like if you ever went to some of our masses like she just sang harmony like she didn't even sing like the root notes she would just hit these crazy harmonies um (laughs) yeah and then you know similar to you brian like that's how i started playing guitar as well because i went to jeremiah's house when i was like eight and he was he had a guitar and he was playing blink 182 songs (laughs) <laughs> and I like looked up to him cause he was my older cousin. And I was like, I have to play guitar. Like I went to my parents, I, I was like, this. I want a guitar. And he gave me my first guitar, which oh shit, is, is actually right oh. here. It's a Fender. It's like a Squire oh Fender Strat. Yeah. You know what, dude? Yeah. I'm not kidding. I was actually thinking, I was like, I wonder if he still has that guitar. Yeah, dude. He just <laughs> he fixed it up recently. So he, t- he took the hot rail off it um and fixed it up and it sounds so good like nice. it's like a 1994 squire when they were making the squires like really good back then yeah, you know like yeah. a squire today is completely different um but yeah that's i mean that's really my upbringing and then ever since then like i just became obsessed with making music um you know started like producing stuff like you remember me messing around in like free loops probably brian when Fuck, i was like yeah oh yeah no no dude what i remember before that is you had the task him four track yeah we yep, rec- the four we track recorded uh, our first demo for a sudden end on that thing yeah yeah it's crazy i actually want to get my hands on one of those again because that i think that'd just be so cool to use that now and yeah. just kind of route it through and get like that old tape sound. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh yeah. But they're expensive now. They're actually hard to find and they're expensive. I was talking to Jeremiah about it recently. And I wish I would have kept mine. I don't even know what happened to it, but Yeah, that shit's like yeah. uh collectible now, I feel like. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, really cool. so I mean that's that's basically, you know, basically my history. Like like I said, I just became obsessed with making music and mm. you know, and then obviously Brian and I had our band and then you know, after that, I really kind of focused on production and mm-hmm. not, you know, still songwriting. Um, but I, I fell out of playing guitar as much and started really producing a lot, you know, mixing and mastering and, and everything. Do you, do you do a lot for other people or do you mostly focus on your own, uh, uh, your own music? I've done some stuff for other people. Um, you know, nothing too noteworthy. Um, but I definitely, I definitely met some producers in Colorado, um, you know, made some songs that we were working on getting like licensed to people. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I've had some, I've had some really cool people that I look up to hear my music before and definitely made some strides in that way. But, you know, mainly focusing on my own stuff now, now that I've kind of found like a sound that I really love, I really want to expand on that sound and continue to make more music under skeleton ocean fuck yeah 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 
yeah, that was one thing that I that I always that another thing that you inspired me on was like learning to to record and stuff. Because I remember look at the Tascam thing that you were like doing these overdubs things. I remember you used the Tascam, you held up a mic to a speaker and like <laughs> to like overdub it from itself. It was like some weird shit. But then and then like you said, you got into Fruity Loops and stuff, and like you were like you were real good right off the bat. How how did you get so good at it? Did you learn from anyone else or did you just like fuck around with it? Just like, it's honestly just fucking around, man. Like when you, when I think about it now and I think about being like a young producer, um, like the access to information these days is unlimited. But back then, like, you know, you have these sample libraries and splice and all this stuff. Like back then I just, I would just look up like drum kits online and find these obscure websites that had these like samples. And yeah, I was basically just messing around. Like there wasn't YouTube, you know, there wasn't anything to look up how to do this sort of stuff. That's true. So yeah, basically just learning it, like learning Excel or something. I would just mess around and, and it's almost like a spreadsheet. You know what I mean? You're just looking at, looking at the timeline and then just messing around and free loops honestly made it pretty easy like i kind of still like the way fruity loops has everything set up um but yeah just experimenting and mainly doing like weird little like cover like i remember the first thing i ever did was like make like a techno remix of like crazy train yeah dude i actually (laughs) remember that (laughs) yeah like like and it was terrible (laughs) like but like but it was a great way to start making stuff you know and like I think I liked like techno and stuff too at the time. So I was just making like little techno beats yeah. and then started making like hip hop beats. You know, I'd have friends rap over them and yeah, it was just a, a lot of experimenting and learning. And even back then, like I didn't know how to record vocals into Fruity Loops or like do anything like that. I mean, a sudden end when we started doing our demos, like our later demos, um, that's really all I was doing. I was just, programming out drums programming out drums and fruity loops and then bouncing them over to cubase and then doing everything from there like like i wouldn't even i would like play guitar with the drums and like imagine what the song would be and then bounce it over get it over to cubase and then recording on top of that you know yeah i forgot about that god damn yeah what a pain in the ass that used to be (laughs) that sounds awful but also i feel like that that kind of like the the beginning uh, of using any program like that it just being like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing let's just do stuff and let's find out you come up with some of the coolest shit when you do that yeah definitely Definitely. Yeah, like when you figure out how to use a program, yeah, you can do everything. But like, like the weirdest and best stuff for me always came from the beginnings of any program or, or any, any new, yeah. new thing that you download. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think, I think like quite often too, like you, you like get stuck to like, what are the rules of music and yeah. like to like unlock your ultimate creativity, you have to just break rules and just do. Yeah whatever you know you're excited about at the time yeah and that's kind of what drove me forward you know i just really enjoyed programming things and you know finish like writing a song like all by myself which like that was kind of the beginning of you know being a being like a single producer and like doing everything yourself yeah i remember too like uh, i swear like every other month 
there'd be a whole new genre prod project that you were doing. Like I remember you and, uh, you and, um, Peter did like almost like a disco ish dance thing for a minute. And then like you did a rap thing for a while. And I was like, Holy shit. What, what's going to be, I remember being excited for whatever you were going to do. It's always something yeah. different. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And I was doing really weird genre mixes too, like mixing metal and hip hop and like just throwing everything together that I possibly could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any, did any of those stick where you're like, this is something I really like and I'm going to use this later? Yeah. Interestingly enough, like, um, so I do like ghost produce, uh, with my, with my really good friend, uh, in a, in a project called body cast. And it's, it's like, it's like EDM trap. Um, oh, yeah. but I mean, it's actually crazy to think back at that time because I was mixing hip hop beats with like techno stuff. And like, that's what EDM trap basically is now. Okay. So, and I still really enjoy making that type of music. Yeah. And then when I look back on it, like I, I, I have to say, like, I must've been one of the first people doing that before it became this big thing, Yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, um, and it's true. still a thing today. It's obviously just way more advanced. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I definitely still make stuff like I made back then for sure. That's awesome. So yeah. what, what ended up landing you in, uh, in like the style that you play now? Like, I love your music and it's but yeah, and like super chill, super like I, I, the, the word I always think of is vibey. vibey. It's like, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. What kind of landed you here? And you're like this, the, obviously it's not the, 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 you're not enclosed in it, but you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, really, I think, you know, some of my first songs that I put out as Skeleton Ocean. Um, so just to go back a little bit, actually, like I, when I moved to Colorado, um, I was in a band called Soul Being oh, and right. we made like indie rock, I guess I would call it, but definitely with like some electronic sounds kind of mixed in there, uh, kind of indie pop, indie rockish stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and definitely like a kind of a little bit of emo influence as well. Um, um, I, ended up separating from that band. And when I split up from that band, that's when I was finally like, okay, I need to really hone in on my own project because mm -hmm. I know what I want and I know I can make it. So I was really kind of at that point where I was like, I don't want to deal with anybody else anymore. Like I just want to make what I want to make. And I don't want anybody to tell me that it needs to be anyway. Yeah. Um, so Definitely started experimenting. Like some of my first stuff, some of my earlier stuff is a little more dancey, I would say. Um, so I just wanted, I'm a sucker for melody. Like if it's a good melody, like I love it. And I've always felt that way about all music. And that's why I loved emo music so much too. Like, oh, yeah. you know, Brian, I'm sure you would agree. Like we both like always just had great melodies. Oh, like yeah. we always want someone you can like sing along with and, and vibe out to, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so after, after I made my first few couple songs, um, I ended up meeting a producer, um, named London Ave and he's in Australia. Um, I met him through like a music seminar that I did and we linked up and he makes like really lo-fi, like R and B, like really stripped, nice. stripped back, like chill R and B. Um, and he started sending me demos and that's what eventually turned into this new EP. Oh. My bedroom ZP is 
you know, him sending me some really cool demos and me just stacking and layering on top of that. Um, and basically finishing the song out and then I'd send it back to him and he would mix and master it. Um, so this EP took like a really kind of different turn into more of like an R and B pop. Yeah. Um, yeah. It reminds me of like the weekend ish in a way. Like yeah. Some of the songs, yeah. Dude. Yes. That yeah. I, I, I didn't, I couldn't think of how to explain it, but yeah, that's a good way of going with it. If only I had a voice like him. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's insane. I know. But, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that's thank you. I mean, that's a that's a definitely a great compliment. But yeah, that's that's kind of how I've ended up where I am now. You know, kind of a little, still a little bit of like electronic kind of dance influence. Yeah. Um. There's definitely a song or two on there that, you know, but I'm but I'm taking a lot of production techniques techniques that I've learned from electronic music and implementing them. You know, like taking a vocal chop and like saturating the shit out of it and making it like super crunchy and like almost like a guitar type of sound um and kind of m- mashing r&b with like electronic music it's kind of kind of where i'm going with it so so wait so, so you so the gentleman that you're working with in australia he you like so you guys are bouncing back and forth but you said that you also kind of produce and master light your stuff was it difficult to allow like allow him to do more of that than than, than you doing it kind of having the full hands-on approach um no it wasn't very difficult because i mean number one he's an amazing he's an amazing engineer so i I trusted how he would make it come out and it honestly came out sounding better than anything i've ever made um so i'm super happy about that and he and he was really really good with like not getting in the way of my creative pursuits like he he didn't really like he didn't give me very many tips on like, you know, like, Oh, you should change the vocal. Like, I don't like this vocal, like everything I sent to him, he loved. So really it was just, you know, starting with these like really dope, like simple loops that he had made, he would send them over. I would just expand on that, send it right back to him and see what he thought. And he pretty much loved everything I did. So it was a really great partnership in that way. I think he, he trusted my songwriting and he, he trusted like having his name on everything that I did. So it came out amazing in that way. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, can I can I derail it a little bit? Derail. <laughs> I, I'm just yeah. I'm just curious. Like, uh, like I like to like I dabble in that kind of like sort of thing too. Like I I like EDM a lot as well. You know. Side note. Uh, don't you think it's weird that a lot of us that were into like screamo and emo now like EDM? There, there seems to be like yep. an overlap there, right? There is. What do you I think? think it's it the, I think it's the energy. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with the energy. Well, um, there's almost like yeah. breakdowns in EDM, just like there For would sure. be in like a hardcore band or whatever. Especially like dubstep. Like I know a lot of people that were into that were like scene kids that are like dubstep kids now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like they go to like and and I think like too, like especially when it comes to going to shows and festivals, I think there's definitely like a very similar like community kind of aspect to it. Hmm, yeah, um, yeah. Like, like I just remember the emo scene being such like an amazing, like underground community of kids that like, were just doing something different, you know, listening to something different that not everybody else was. Yeah. And I think that kind of brought people together and the same thing kind of happened with electronic music. Cause I mean, if you remember like, 
it was kind of made fun of like people are like what are you listening to this techno shit like yeah. what is this tech what is this techno crap nobody listens and, to techno the, the, M&M, <laughs> the M&M line yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah and then and, and i think that's kind of that same idea like it kind of came kind of came to be through like an underground movement yeah and and yeah it's i think i really do think it's the energy like you said like like the breakdown like the way that songs feel like yeah. it's it is very similar yeah, in yeah. certain ways for sure yeah that is interesting uh yeah well, go ahead johnny oh i was gonna no because i was just thinking about that because we we often talk about how like um uh a you go to a dubstep concert or you know festival or whatever it's not like you go to see the the you don't go to see the artist you don't go to see the person yeah the music's there and you and it's cool to see them but it's not like the track is any different than that it's about as as uh, Joseph was saying like the energy that that everybody's providing I I I totally agree with that yeah yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely um but what I what I was gonna say is um uh just to go off how you how you got into EDM it's so much it's for this kind of music, I always wondered because because I like to get into it too, but I'm not sure how to like how do you find how do you find an audience in this because there's not really like you can't like go to go play a show at like a bar with this you know generally I mean maybe you could and and maybe you have I don't know but how, how do you like what is the getting yourself out there look like uh, specifically for like my skeleton ocean stuff yeah. Um, well, I, I guess there's really two routes I could go with it. I've only played a couple of shows as this project, but that's definitely the next thing on my list is to get out here in, in San Diego. By the way, I moved back to San Diego. Oh, recently. you are in San Diego. I don't think I told you that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in Santee. Um, oh, cool. and yeah, I mean, I really want to take this project to a little bit more of a, like I could go DJ, I guess, and I could go do that but considering like it's it's all live vocals and i'm singing everything and you know there's some guitars in there i want to get a band together for sure that's that's kind of my goal um get a probably small band nothing crazy maybe three people um i'm kind of want to approach it like a pop artist and that's kind of my deal like you know have you know somebody maybe with like an electric drum kit um maybe somebody playing keys and then i play guitar and sing um That's definitely the approach I want to take with it. Um, and for me, honestly, more recently in San Diego, like when I moved back here, um, a lot of the kids I went to high school with, like they all put on these amazing like art shows. Like it's really cool. Like the art show scene here in San Diego is like exploding. Like people wow. are just putting on these like little private events, like they'll rent out a venue and have like a mishmash of like all different types of art, you know, like people selling paintings, people selling merch, and they'll have live music going on. Um, and that's definitely something I really want to get into out here is kind of getting into these like little private art shows and kind of making my name known there. Um, because word spreads quickly and like all the people that go to these art shows are all going to the other ones. So I think for me, that's a great community to, to try to get into um yeah but other than that i mean i think one of my next goals is to just start booking shows at venues like kind of across california and start kind of branching out Hmm. um because i mean you can i 
I've found at least, you know, when I was in Denver and I was playing all these shows with my band, I feel like it's hard. It's obviously hard to tour and to make the money to go tour and to lose all the money you lose when you tour. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah, but, but I feel like it, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely worth it in a lot of ways because you're getting out there to other places and it just, it just makes you look more professional overall too, you know, getting out, playing in different places. Like I've just met so many bands that are stuck in their hometown yeah, and yeah. they just they just play shows in their hometown, and unfortunately, there's not really a lot of room to grow once you've you know sold out like a 200 cap venue. Like, you know, from what I've heard, the hardest thing to do is to to get to like a 200 sold out show, like a 200 cap sold out show, and then getting past that is really really difficult. Mm. And then once you break past that, I think it's like once you get to a thousand. Like it gets like super easy after 200, like it starts to grow, you get to a thousand and then bands can't make it past that. They, they can't like, they can't break that threshold. Um, and I think like getting out, playing in other States, playing in other cities, just getting your name out there more is definitely super helpful. Like, so then, ugh, hold on, sorry, my brain was getting wrapped around that. So, so would it be, is it getting harder now because we live in an era of, of the internet where everything's online? Like, you know, playing a live show is not as, as prominent as it used to be, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would agree with that. Um, that's why, you know, like over quarantine, like I started like Twitch streaming um, oh. and, and like, I took a little break from it because it's, dude, it's exhausting. But um, it's it's hard. What are you um, but yeah. doing? Like you writing and stuff? Yeah, I was doing like a lot of production stuff um, and gaming too. Just oh, like yeah. Playing oh, cool. games, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's, I mean, it's a it's definitely different times we live in now. Like it's, it's a world of like content. You know, you have to make, you have to produce content um, yeah. in whatever way that might be. How is that you know? for you? Because because you and I, I feel like are, are similar in that we just like to create music. <laughs> That's like the best part. And so like yeah. this whole like whoring yourself out for it, like is that <laughs> is that hard for you as it is for me? Like it's so hard it is. for me to do that. <laughs> no, it's definitely hard for me. It's definitely hard. Um, you know, and I've thought about doing like I've thought about doing production tip videos and like stuff like that, but it just, it doesn't excite me. Like yeah. it, it doesn't. And I don't also don't want to be like, I don't want to be stuck in like this, like you're, you're like a producer, like a producer tip video guy, yeah. you know? Cause like that happens. Like I, I, I do follow a lot of people who um, do production tip videos and I don't know if it's just me and it could be just me, but I've never like gone to their Spotify and listened to their music. <laughs> oh Yeah. You know, that, you know well, like that, yeah, I, super common, <laughs> right? Like it's, and, but they have music, and like sometimes I will, and I notice they do have a good amount of of listeners. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like once you do that, it might be a little bit more difficult to break out as an artist, like as a as a true artist. Man, um, that is, yeah, weird. it's tough. Because, it's it's definitely weird because we we interview people too who like. Like we interviewed this guy, he was on The Voice, um, and he he got big because 
because he well actually was he originally on the voice or he was on uh what was that show glee it was glee he was on, he was glee. on glee first then he went to the voice and so like then he started oh, no. posting youtube videos of like cover songs and stuff yeah. And he got he got big off that. And then he was like, hey, I have original music. And nobody listened. And it was yeah. like, and then we interviewed him regarding his original stuff. And it was fantastic. It was so Very good. Very good. And I'm like, is that fucking weird that nobody wants to listen to that shit? They just <laughs> like, want to hear cover songs? Hear cover <laughs> songs of like Queen and shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, Seriously. I don't know. It's weird, man. I just Yeah, it's it's definitely different times. Like, it is crazy to think about like, like, cause I know when I left to set an end, like you kept it going and you guys were doing pretty well as far as I remember, um, yeah. before you guys ended up breaking up, but yeah, it was just different times back then. Like you just went out and played shows and like a record producer would like be at your show and like yeah. find you and then like sign you, Straight you know, like movie style, literally yeah. out of, like out of a movie, like yeah. it's. Yeah, and it, it's just not that way anymore. Like you have, you ha- kind of have to do everything, like, and you have to have right. a, you have to have followers. You you got to send it out to playlists. You got to, you know what I mean. You got to you got to you got to do it all. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it makes it a little bit more difficult to kind of juggle everything. Um, True. But you know, I I am I'm 31 now, and you know I I I love the music I'm making. I'm super proud of it, and I believe in it. So, you know, I'm just going to keep going, you know, I'm just going to keep going, do my best to get it out there. Um, but you know, like if I turn 45 and it's not looking well, like I'll hey, start producing for people, no, you hey, know, I'll just dude, be kind of producing. You know, uh, Fitz and the Tantrums guy was in his forties when he did it and wow. And ghost, do you know the band ghost? Like, yeah. They, he's in his forties too. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's we, never too late. We still got time, bro. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Like you're like the, the worry. 30s. We're done. We're dead. No, we still got to no. do our 40s. I mean, to no, be no. fair, to be fair, I I endured Brian's uh I, quarter life crisis when yeah. he turned 27. He 27 lost his mind. I remember sitting in our, in our living room. He's like, "Dude, what have I done with my life?" I'm like, "You are 27. You are fine." <laughs> Dude, but I totally, I totally understand the feeling. I totally understand the feeling, dude, because I mean, we've been making music. We we started making music together when we were 13, 14. Yeah. And we had those aspirations, right? We, we truly believed in ourselves. We wanted to be something huge. Yeah. And it's, it's easy. It's, it's easy to like, feel like you're a disappointment in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it happens. I think it happens to every artist, you know? regardless of what their success may be. Um, you know, and that's like something I've been definitely trying to like run through my head a lot is like, even people who make it aren't necessarily happy, Yeah, you know? And, and you, you have, you have to just be happy with where you're at and just keep striving along. And if you truly love music, you're going to keep going. Yeah. Well, one of the interesting things that that you just mentioned and we talk about often and it's, it's so, so a lot of people, their careers 
are are what they're striving for and trying to succeed in. So whatever, uh, I'm thinking like sales or, or, you know, or, or anybody in, in any company that wants to rise through their company, they're putting eight hours a day in for their own, you know, aspirations. Musicians, we have to put eight hours a day in to work our, to live. And then we still have to try to do all these, these things. And then, and we have this so many huge aspirations as you said and if we don't succeed even remotely in the time frame that we want it's just explodes uh, you know your, your your brain's just like oh i failed even though you got to remember you're basically working two jobs yeah yeah i mean it's 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 a business you know you're running a business on the side yeah and yeah i mean i've known a lot of people who played music and, and they stopped you know yeah and they were, they've gotten some of them farther along than I have, you know, I would say more successful than I have in certain aspects of things. And, you know, whatever it may be, um, it, they stopped making music. And I think, like you said, like some of these bands that are in their later years, like you just got to keep going. Like it's very entrepreneurial in that way. Like you are an entrepreneur in a sense. And, you know, you're, you're just doing your best to make this business happen. And yeah, you have to sacrifice a lot, you know, I think that's something I didn't even understand when we were kids, like making music is it takes so much sacrifice. Like it, you can't, sometimes you say no to going to a party with your friends on the weekend or like, you know, and it's a weird thing being like, no, I'm making music. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like (laughs) it's like, (laughs) but, but it's worth it. You know? Yeah. For, for me, it's worth it. It's worth those sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Johnny, like you you made me think of something too with the, with the job thing. Cause it's like at a job you have like promotions and pay raises and stuff. Music, your promotion is not like a, a set thing. It's like, you're like down here and then you're like up here. There's not like a, there's not yeah. like a, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it's just, it's disparaging. It's not like, yeah, there isn't like a gradual. It's, it's a like, bunch oh, of no, I made it's money. constant no's until you get a yes. That's like, yeah. that's what they say when you go to Nashville too. It's like it's all no's, but, and then one yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm actually interested. Like, what's it like in Nashville? Like what's, what, what's the, what's the music business like out there? Uh, Weird. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, I love Nashville because everyone's so helpful and stuff. I think people are willing to like co-write and like help you get shows and which is super cool. But like, like, and then like to get to the boring part of it, like the way touring bands work out here and stuff too, is like their home base is Nashville. No one ever plays in Nashville. Nope. Everyone stays here to write, produce, record. And then, Thursday through Sunday, they do loops, basically. Outside of Nashville, they'll, they'll do, like, weekend tours, and then they'll come back okay. to home base, and which is cool. I, I like that concept, and you know what I mean? They just keep doing that, basically. Yeah, we just yeah. interviewed somebody who's in the jazz world, and she's like, I think oh, yeah. I played three shows in Nashville. <laughs> just straight up. She's like, I, yeah. I never played like Nashville. And she's, like, 40. She's been playing for, like, 25 years, and she's yeah. <laughs> played three times in Nashville. <laughs> wow yeah yeah wow. wild <laughs> wow so it's a lot of so it's a lot of songwriting like a lot of songwriters oh, out yeah. there right oh yeah uh-huh it's like okay. big time songwriting uh producing and stuff we have we had this huge influx of la 
people come out here and San Diego people or, or California people in general came out here in the last few years. And, and so now like pop and stuff starting to get real big out here. And, but, but honestly, like it kind of seems like the same vibe or just a lot of songwriting and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but it's cool. I, I, I like it. And then, and then you have artists, lots of artists visit. They'll come for like a week at a time and just like write with as many people as possible and then go yep. back to wherever they're from. Wait, Go back cool. to where they're from. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Kick them in the ass. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, though, like, you being so close to L.A., uh, I don't uh, – do you spend time there? Do you do stuff up there? Do you write? Do you – you know, because Peter's up there too, right? Peter's up there, yeah. Um, no, I don't. I still, <laughs> I still, I stay away from LA as much as possible. Oh, that was really funny. He's like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> no. Dude, that's how I felt when I was there. I tried to do it. So I was in that band after a sudden end. I was in that band Oversoul. Um, yeah. Good God, these names. That's right. Oversoul, dude. Uh, <laughs> did you know that I played on Warp Tour in San Diego? I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah. dude. Great. It was fantastic. <laughs> but, that's uh, incredible. That's, that's honestly incredible because it's no longer a thing. It's it's gone. I can't like, believe that. I know. Wait, you, really? Oh, you want to hear yeah. something to make oh, you feel shit. old? I didn't know there's, that. A, there's a girl that, that that's at my work. Um, she's 20. She's 20 years old. And she said to me, Oh yeah, you got to go to warp tour. What was that like? And I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> God damn it. As if it's like Woodstock or yeah. something. Yeah, I literally was like, <laughs> I know. Like, what do you mean, what was that like? God damn it. Yeah, she was like three when that, like, the last whooped to her. Oh, my God. God damn it. That's so It's actually crazy because Pop Punk and Emo is, like, coming back now. Yep. Yeah, what What are your thoughts on that? We're quick? back in that cycle. We're back in the cycle where everything just keeps coming back. Just, yeah, that's, I mean, that's how it goes. It, yeah, it just comes back. Um, It's cool. I mean. Yeah. I think it's especially cool for like bands that like, you know, didn't like they kind of lost their opportunity. Like, oh, okay, like you said, you saw still Silverstein. Like, who would have thought you would have seen Silverstein again? You know, yeah. Like, I mean, I think that's amazing for them. I think it's great that like the stuff that we grew up loving, like younger kids are starting to like. You know, yeah. you know, there's some stuff I will say I don't like. I don't want to talk crap on anybody, but I'm not like I'm not shit. huge into some. I'm not here. Yeah, I'll talk. Shit. Wait, what'd you say? I'm not. <laughs> I was listening to him. I didn't hear what Brian said. He was said. like, I don't want to talk crap on anybody. I said, I'll talk shit. <laughs> There's some of these fucking young people who are like, you could tell they're just like, like rich little girls who just want to be Avril Lavigne. And you're like, God damn it. What are you doing? Like, yeah. You Unfortunately, Unfortunately, if it because it if you pop punk it, it never quite like an emo never quite went full mainstream. Yeah, yeah. It it it, it got close. Yeah, yeah. you what you had Chemical Romance, but it was only after they didn't they went away from the email when yeah. they got big. Black Parade yes. was a little more rock. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it was. It like, was. Uh, I think Green Day. I think Green Day's. Um, uh, kind of gave birth to like a lot of ooh. sort of like like black eyeliner kids for a minute. 
yeah um, like american idiot american idiot, american was idiot. Huge. yeah that was yeah. that was huge like that was a big one but it's still but that definitely like you said that went a little more rock kind of opera rock and away from pop punk and that's when pop punk and and emo c- sort of died mm-hmm. yeah it was I, right I, around it was right around that time i think sorry so. I, I froze for a hot second i was saying it would have afi or afi i don't know whatever the fuck they AFI, they AFI. Uh, miss uh, miss murder uh Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That one got pretty yeah. big. You're right. Oh, so it got it, pretty big. So, like Joseph, it, you're you're kind of right though, because it, it did kind of like dip its toe into popular culture and then just kind of. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then now you look at bands like Panic at the Disco, like they just make pop yes. music. Yeah, like pop. the one, the ones who survived are the ones who innovated. Changed, Fall Out yeah. Boy. Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, yeah. like, and all their OG, most probably their OG fans are like, I don't like this new stuff, right? Yeah. You know, um, but they, I respect it because they, they, I, they made it right. Oh yeah, and like specifically oh, yeah. Panic at the Disco, like he's an amazing songwriter. Yeah, like he's oh, one of the best sure. songwriters, I, singers of our generation. Like, I love their albums, though I hate this newest song they released. I hate it. Which one? Uh, what is it? Uh, it's like, oh, it's yeah. like the I, I've heard it. High Hopes. One. No, no, no. High Hopes is great. I love this song. I, hopes, I love High Hopes. <laughs> God damn it, Johnny. Keep freezing. Uh, <laughs> uh, That's all we heard. <laughs> oh, you looking it the, up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Uh, what's their big one now? It's, uh, oh, Don't Let the Lights Go Out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hate that song. It's yep. a boring one. And honestly, Everybody loves it. I like the, I like the new Fall Out Boy stuff, too. I like that they changed. I listened to an interview with uh, Pete Wentz, and they and he talked about that. He was like, honestly, like we just wanted to stay relevant. <laughs> so they kept yeah, changing. at least he was honest about it. I was it. like, yeah. cool. I, I'm, I respect that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that to kind of go back to, to, I guess, the point I was making is that you're now you're going to have the people who enjoy it because it's a fad. Yeah. Whereas, like I said, the community was a, a group of people who were different and like like something different. Like yeah. I got made fun of so much for having an emo haircut and wearing tight pants. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and it continued that way until I stopped doing it, and then and then pop punk and emo <laughs> stopped. Right? Like, like so now, yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have the people that take advantage of the fad. Yeah. Like, like. Like Machine Guns Kelly stuff. Granted, he's working with Travis Barker, so it's kind of hard to hate. Because uh-huh. if you can get Travis Barker in your band, like I know you're killing. <laughs> like it's kind of insane. But his stuff, I, his stuff, like it just sounds like Blink One Eighty Two. Like you're basically just ripping off Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. know, like <laughs> I guess there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of you know a lot of that most music is recycled. You know, you're borrowing chord structures and you're borrowing melodies a lot of the time anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. I think that it's interesting that people are like, it does make you feel old, though. It does make me feel a little uh-huh. bit old yeah. when I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> like pop punk has made its way back around. What happened in my life? <laughs> Dude, well, that also in the metal world, the same thing with fucking um, uh, Stranger Things. I know spoilers for anybody that hasn't watched it, but with one of the characters plays Master of Puppets, and now a huge influx of fans are coming in because they're like, I've never heard of this song. You're like, right, right. Well, I'm out. <laughs> that scene was epic, though. That was yeah. an, that was an right? epic scene. You finished it yet, Johnny? You finished it? No, right? I just had no, not it's finished there. it. I haven't fuck? finished it. Leave me alone. 
down. That scene and oh. also the one with the the um walking on a hill or what's that what's that song uh, running up that hill running up, uh, that, running hill. up the hill that yeah. episode holy oh my god i almost cry. i almost cried i cried, I did cry. <laughs> that's that's the the soundtrack choice uh-huh. with that was one of the greatest like moments in like show history Dude. like oh yes i yeah. i wanted to have a whole episode about it but johnny hasn't watched it yet because i think you need to watch it up until that episode because like literally Fine. the culmination <laughs> of that whole episode where like there's like a motif of that song throughout is that the whole why episode. that song is back yeah uh-huh. yeah oh she i didn't realize it was because of that she makes a million dollars a week now Oh, oh my god girl, girl, oh we looked it up me, me and debbie looked it up the other day it was like it, like it's from like what the 80s or whatever 80s. And, and i was just like this song was big but now it's yeah it wasn't enormous. really that big i don't think originally no, i'd fine. never heard it before but that show could you imagine in the 80s or 70s making a song and then being like well it did it great 34 then, 30 40 years later yeah, it's it's one of the biggest songs in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's inc- it's honestly incredible, and the song is it's such a great song. Like it is that melody and, is haunting. Yeah, and she used like she actually like produced. I'm pretty sure all of it by herself. No way. Damn. Yeah, and Kate, and she Kate used Bush, like this. Right? Kate Bush. Yeah, yeah, and she used this like crazy sampler. She was like, from what I've heard, she was like one of the best like female producers of that era like she used like this crazy sampler called like the cmi it was like one of the first samplers ever i have like an arteria plugin that like emulates it and it's pretty wild it was like a tv screen with like this like with a keyboard and like a little like like a little mini keyboard kind of attached to like this big machine this is and, the most 80s shit I've ever heard. Yeah, most 80s shit ever. <laughs> was there and, a power glove too? <laughs> they're like, let's do this. <laughs> no, it's crazy. And then like, yeah, that was like one of the first samplers ever made. And that wow. sound, like that thing, like that yeah, yeah. comes from that sampler. Um, uh, also, your, your, your emulation of it, impeccable. <laughs> 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 oh my god. god yeah that's cool um we we're talking about kate but how did we get onto I, this I, it's, it's, well oh because the, this whole well for i brought up uh stranger things because a huge influx of of new fans for uh oh, oh the nice for metallica music. yeah um, and 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 that's the same. Th- oh, I actually had a point with that I wanted to make, which is interesting because now that we're coming back into like this new metal and and emo and punk and all of this is coming back a lot more. Um, yeah, it, like the the vehicles that we use, like like TV or whatever, that's what's going to help all of this. And and it's cool to see kids that are you know younger being like, oh this is actually really cool and realizing it instead of being like, Oh, fuck this, whatever. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I, I mean, I completely agree. Do you, does that ever like make you a little mad where you're like, well, fuck, I could do this music. <laughs> like I grew up making this damn music. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I, uh, I have a friend who lives in Denver who like wants to make pop punk and he's like an amazing singer. And oh. I was like, actually recorded like a pop punk song for like the first time in forever yeah, yeah. i set out my guitar busted out my bass like i just got a new bass 
and uh yeah i just like wrote a pop punk song for him it was just crazy to like make that music again yeah yeah that's cool i did it too because uh uh my me and my wife we write a lot together uh and she uh wants to like get more into rock stuff we've done country for a long time she wants to get more into rock stuff so i was like i could i could write some shit and so i said i've written all sorts of like from pop punk to like like screamo sounding like guitar shit i'm like i love this i miss this <laughs> you, you feel powerful yeah so good yeah dude we should we should collab on something man you should send something over to me absolutely would love to do that. <laughs> yeah that'd be so that'd good be but because that'd be, uh, be amazing i want to bring it back skeleton ocean because we've totally gone off track dude yeah i was gonna say we're starting to get close to the end we need to get back a little bit to there that's cool so um so okay we were talking about playing live and 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 doing that so you said you like to do you know have make your own decisions make it yourself not having obviously you're, you're kind of working with this producer um but have you have you experimented with co-writing um at all like like actually sat down and like written with other people and stuff like that or yeah um i haven't done like any sort of like writing sessions with like people that i've never met Uh um but like my friend doug like you know doug doug yeah i know doug yeah yeah like he's an amazing rapper wait like Link, he rapped lincoln park doug from back in the day wasn't he super into lincoln park yeah yeah okay yeah oh, yeah he's lincoln park's friend. awesome don't you dare disparage they're awesome. i know i just remember i you know what my memory of doug is is he came over to my house a karaoke we had the karaoke set up and he sang all lincoln park songs for like an hour or something like that. <laughs> i do yeah. I remember that that probably happened. That probably happened. happened. (laughs) That's a very, it's very sad now. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he started rapping when we were like in high school. Uh, he's an, he's an incredible like wordsmith. Like he, like in, and just like an, like an amazing writer. Um, so he helped me with one of the songs on there, like a a different side of me, that song on my EP, he helped me write that. It's kind of got that Drakeish vibe, like, Oh, cool. Like kind of rapping, kind of singing. Uh, he helped me write on that. Uh, my friend JJ, one of my good friends, he helped me do some lyrics as well. Um, I just kind of like to keep it as natural as possible, like, like, and keep it between people that I know, you know, people that like songwriting for me is like very personal. Um, and not that I wouldn't experiment with getting in some songwriting sessions with people, but I would like want to get to know somebody before we wrote a song together. Um, because everybody's ideals are different. Everybody's morals are different. Everybody's idea of what life is, is just so different. And like, I just wouldn't ever want to be judged by what I'm saying. And as soon you know, as I, w- I just also wouldn't want to make anybody uncomfortable. And it's not like my lyrics are like any, like, <laughs> like controversial or anything, you yeah. know what I mean? But, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's when like I'm at my best. Like that's what, even you and I grew up doing together. Like we became really good friends and then we started making music together. And like, because we were great friends, we were just so comfortable with each other that we were able to like, just spill our hearts out. And 
I want my music to be that way. Like I want it to be as, and I want it to be from me, you know, like I want, I don't, I don't want anybody else's life experiences because they're not me, you know, I'm me and I, and I can only relate to something that, that I feel is true to myself. And, and, and I've, I've thought about it, you know, like some of my first, some of my first skeleton ocean songs, which I definitely love, but I, I really felt like I was forcing certain ideas because when I first started the project, I was like, I want to make a pop project and I want it to be as like catchy and like, and like as universal as possible. But it's kind of that same feeling with like, you know, whoring yourself out for content. Like I I just want to be as authentically myself as I possibly can. And, and if a lyric, if a lyric isn't real to me, I don't think I'm going to want to, enjoy i'm not going to enjoy singing it i'm not going to enjoy like performing it and and have it represent who i am so i just want my lyrics to be as as real as possible and then that's that's how i feel like people are going to truly relate to it because they know it's real they know it's authentic damn yeah that's cool yeah that was good i like that is there um i don't want to steal johnny's question but is there a song in particular that like (laughs) <laughs> like in, like you feel like impacts you the most like lyrically maybe well hold on let, let me jump in on that one yeah th- that's the question i love uh more uh, like what song do you feel like represents you especially because you love to be so authentic like what represent you what represents me the most out of all my songs that's a hard question <laughs> is it actually <laughs> That, that is, is such an inside joke. No one's going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to understand it. Dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay. There's a song. <laughs> it's a joke. I think, did you start saying that? I, I feel like you started start... saying it. I think you did. This no. Is why oh, drink. my God. I remember, I remember vividly what happened. You were at the computer. I think we were writing. And you were done. Like, it was late. And you were just like... I'm done. And I was like, what? And you're like, I slip it. And then that's all you said. <laughs> and, and, then, and then it became this thing where we'd constantly be like, I slip it. And then we wrote a whole, or Joseph wrote a whole song. And literally the only lyric, it was like brutal metal and he would scream. This isn't as funny. <laughs> Dude, you're just going to hear it. it. I think it was, I think, a Sundance's most famous song. <laughs> it definitely was. It definitely was. <laughs> Oh man, um, I think uh, back to a serious note. <laughs> I th- I think um, <laughs> I think um, you know honestly, I couldn't even pick like a certain song off this new EP, but I think this EP, my bedrooms EP in general, is the most authentic, um, the most authentic expression of myself that that i've done in my music career so far um because it's just emotional like i'm an emotional person like i love deeply and this ep i kind of like drew from like all my crazy relationship experiences like through my life like i remember like writing this like i would listen to the listen to the instrumental like and just 
think about how it made me feel. And then I would just think about like relationships I've been through, like hard times in my life. And then like, I would just try to channel that energy and put that into a song. Um, and I just like, for me, like music is so healing. Like I want, I want people to be able to listen to my music and like help them get through a hard time. Like for me, like Death Cab for Cutie was like one of my favorite bands and still is. And they encapsulate that so well. Like, especially when Ben Gibbard is going through shit. Cause when he like, when Ben Gibbard like got happy, I didn't like his yeah, music as much anymore. That sad. is such a fucked up thing. That is so fucked it's, up. It's so though. fucked up, but it's like, it's so true. Like they had, uh, Oh man, I plans like plans was my favorite album from them. And you could tell he was like going through shit and it's not like, like I'm happy. I have a great relationship with my girlfriend that I live here in San Diego with. Like, um, I'm not sad or anything, but I did my best to like channel that to channel like hard times that I've been through. And like, for me, music is the most important when I'm going through hard times. Like I can, I love listening to everything else. If it's EDM, I love it. Let's go party. Let's have a good time. But like the most important songs that I know that I will remember for the rest of my life are songs that help me through the toughest times in my life. Damn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Same. And that's your, and you feel like bedroom or uh, you feel like your newest album or EP is what, what represents that right now. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, if I were to pick a certain song off it, I think a different side of me, that song that I was mentioning, um, okay. is definitely one of those, um, you know, just talks about like relationships and, you know, thinking, you know, somebody, especially maybe a difficult relationship. Like you like never truly know somebody and always going to see different sides of people. You're always going to like learn who you are you know through relationships different parts of yourself and different parts of people and you know you grow and you learn from it and i think that song like really represents that in a great way i love that i i love this question because whenever people are like this song or or, or as you just mentioned which song it, it's you, i go like after we're done i'll go back and listen to it and you kind of listen through it and it really gives you a lot more insight i love it Awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited to listen to it. Cool. That's cool. Um, well, man, we're about an hour, Mark. Yep. <laughs> I was gonna say I could talk to you. I could talk to you guys for but, forever, dude. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. So now we'll get to the story part. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh so now now we've done, we've done the intro. Let's go ahead and start yeah, with the So interview. now we'll get into the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like the noodle thing all right here we go here's one joseph i listened to a uh, a podcast where they go what's the hardest well, the one of the last questions he asked what's the hardest you ever laughed my answer to that would be a moment with you i don't know if you remember this but it was i'm a, offended as fuck i'm but it's sorry fun. johnny <laughs> but i was also like 14 and it, it's the funniest <laughs> shit in the world is that's what she said jokes so we were we were at my house. I think it was me I don't you, remember this. and and Peter. <laughs> and my mom and my stepdad were trying to put a candle in a thing. <laughs> and everything they said was just like whatever. Like I'm trying to fit it in. It won't go in. 
and we were like falling, like literally then, flying through the air. Like and your stepdad said, uh, "Baby, you gotta shave it off a little you bit." Gotta shave- <laughs> oh my god! I was. Just, that was one of the funniest moments ever. I think we were like on the floor crying, laughing. Literally and then they on were the like, floor. and then the funniest part was them just being so confused as to why we were laughing. <laughs> I remember oh, Peter had to run outside for a moment. And then and as he came in, they said something like, I got it in. And he just went, <laughs> he just like flew across the room. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, that was so good. Oh, oh that was great. See, it's 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 sad for anybody that it, wait. So I'm assuming it's Mick the one saying this, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know Mick, it's very funny because he he would it, it straight up say all these things very innocently, being like, "I it won't go in." Oh, <laughs> oh my god! That was that, incredible. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Um. <laughs> What else? Oh, you know what we didn't do? We sh- we didn't talk about what we're drinking, Johnny. Oh shit! Fuck me. No, I don't want to. <laughs> you didn't say that last night. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Joseph already kind of said what he's drinking. What what is it? What is it exactly? This is a Stone Hazy Double IPA. It says Fear Movie Lions. Oh yeah. So FML. Oh, okay. Fuck my fuck life. my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah fuck my life. <laughs> it's pretty good. It tastes good. I, they actually, I actually enjoy it. I don't drink IPAs very much, and it's delicious. They actually sell that one here. That's one of the few that they, they actually sell stone here. Really? I don't think I've seen it. Oh, stone, yes, but not that not that one. I the, haven't seen that one. That one's at stone? the Kroger here. Oh, fuck Stone me. is San Diego, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in Escondido, I think, or Okay. San Marcos. Somewhere. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't seen that one, the, the FML here. Um, Johnny, what are you drinking? Uh, I still have from my uh, my my job had a a oh, bunch yeah. of Tecate and Modelo Negros that they were like, hey, we can't sell these anymore. And I'm talking like a big ass box of them. And they're like, we can't sell these anymore. You want them? I was like, yep. And they taste fine. So uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't yeah, I didn't have a chance to go get anything, so I just decided to go go grab it and just decided to use one of these from the fridge. Nice. Modelo's a go-to right there. Modelo yeah. is great. Yeah. This is Modelo Negro. I've, I've said this many times before, but this was my first beer I ever drank. Nice. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I've actually, I don't think I've ever had the Negro before. Really? Yeah, That's I've good. only had the Especial. Like it, it, it's it's very good, but also I'm like, how did I? How was this my first beer? I used to have to. I remember having to drink it and then have a chaser because I couldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I am what they call a pussy. A pussy. <laughs> a pussy. <laughs> um, the one that I got, I got. I I drink. I'm drinking this purposely because I don't know if Joseph remembers another inside joke, but. God damn you and your inside That's jokes. right. <laughs> we is, have a lot. We have a lot. <laughs> this is from Wiseacre Brewing. It's a German-style Hefeweizen, also because it's, like, near October. Yep. But it, it's a second banana. Do you remember that, Joseph? 
I slipped on a banana. <laughs> hey, that was actually a funny story. That's not even an inside joke. It's honestly just so ironic that I was running down this yes, hill so and I actually slipped on a random banana that was like <laughs> in the middle of the road. Like uh-huh. how many people can say I banana slipped peel. on a banana you, you, peel? You pulled an actual Mario Kart. You just... <laughs> Oh my god! And I remember all of us just like dying, laughing. Oh, that was insane. And it was like the most again. cartoony fall because it was like woof, like with straight back arms in the air. <laughs> that was funny. Oh my god! Good lord! Um, all right. My friends, I think we're at that time. Okay, um, Joseph. Skeleton Ocean. Why don't you do some uh, <laughs> plugs? Okay, awesome. Uh, yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram. It's uh, Skeleton Ocean Official. Uh, I'm on TikTok, Skeleton Ocean. Uh, YouTube, Skeleton Recording Ocean. Recording stopped. Oh no, rude, Johnny. I don't, I, I don't have it. No, I don't, no, no, Joseph. Do some plugs. Recording stuff. Shots fired. Oh wow! God damn. Like this is a bitch. <laughs> I promise. Like, here, like, like, I, I, I will take a picture. I straight up ran out of this face. Oh my god. Fun. Oh my god. <laughs> Recording stopped. <laughs> oh, god. oh my god. Yeah, you can find me out, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Just the fact that it says recording stop. <laughs> recording stop. Yeah, it's straight up because I ran out of disk space. <laughs> okay. Oh oh, man. Oh, oh. Well, you're recording this, right, Brian? Yeah, all of this is saved, which makes it so okay. much funnier. Oh my god. Oh, you gotta keep all of this. I'll send you you the audio of. (laughs) If it didn't save the audio of recording stop, we'll record one. It does. Oh my god. Okay, anyways. (laughs) For real. Anyway, anyway. Goddamn, Johnny. I promise it's because the computer did it. It's not my fault. Sure, I am the computer. (laughs) I just sent you the picture, bitch. Oh God. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm on a I'm on all music streaming platforms. Uh, you can find my music pretty much pretty much anywhere. All streaming platforms. All right. There it is. That's it. Do you have a website? Honestly. I do, yeah. Skeletonocean.com. Okay. Nice. No, you got it. Skeletonocean.com. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there wouldn't be a lot of skill. I actually I'm surprised. Do you think that'd be like a pirate theme park? Skeleton Ocean. Yeah. A dead a- a great idea. Actually, <laughs> what what is the inspiration behind that? Skeleton Ocean. Uh actually it's funny. So yeah, uh, my friend cool. my friend Zane. Um God, that who I went to high yeah, I went to high school with. Uh we're big stoners at this point. <laughs> and we were like all we were like super high in my room and we were like writing like folk, like folk, like blues, like acoustic stuff. Nice. Like we were just well, like went through this fun. like went through this like folk blues stage and we were writing these like old school like sounding songs and 
there was a poster on the wall that I had. It was a Grateful Dead poster. And it was like a skeleton on the beach smoking a joint. It's actually a super dope poster and I kind of want to find it again. Um, but Zane came up with the name. He's like, he's like, he just looked up at the wall. I was like, what are we going to call this project? Like, it's such a weird project. And he's like, Skeleton Ocean. And I was like, that's a dope name. So we like came up with that <laughs> name and we didn't do anything with it. We just had these like two so songs that like, we recorded. Mine, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I talked to him about it. He was, he was totally cool with it. Just like later I like, I was thinking of a name and I was like, whoa, that name's actually like super cool like i want to use that so i just called him and i was like yo dude i'm gonna i'm gonna use this name now nice and you know do something with it and he oh cool yeah cool yeah all right i like to end it with um with a drinking story um so can you tell us a good drinking story bonus points if it's with me <laughs> 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 i actually have a few that i could that i remember with you oh i mean We've, we've had a, a good amount of them, I feel like, oh, at, yeah. an unacceptable, at an unacceptable age. <laughs> yeah, true. I remember, I'll tell one real quick. I remember, um, I forgot whose birthday it was. It might have been your brother's, but it was someone's birthday, and it was at like the community center, and there's a pool. And I got really drunk, and I was throwing up in the toilet, and your dad, like, scared the shit out of me because he started yelling at me <laughs> I was in the bathroom like just throwing out throwing up my brains in this bathroom oh my god that was miserable but wow I, I remember there's this 18 year old chick and i was like 15 and i i sobered up sort of after that and she was trying to get me to go to some like high school party and i was like fuck yeah come Damn, on let's dude. go i was killing it <laughs> I kind of remember that now. Do you remember I kind of I kind of remember that a little bit. Yeah. I'm trying to think about whose party that was. My family just has so many parties. Like it's like a blur. Like it's always, <laughs> it's always oh, yeah. yeah, I mean I'm, my it's my Mexican side of my family. Yep. Do they just party? Brian knows like they yep. party. Like yep. Yeah. Um I do have a crazy drinking story. Um Hit us. So my 21st birthday. Oh shit. So Okay, so at the time I worked at Chili's in Tucson in Arizona and I went out to drink, went out with all my coworkers. Um we started off sushi at sushi, had like eight sake bombs. Oh fuck. It's already too much. So <laughs> yeah, yeah this is like at seven o'clock. So, <laughs> so I am I'm already so drunk. We go to another bar and I see more of my coworkers. So more people like we're just there and everybody's like, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. Everybody's going crazy, shots. buying me drinks. Yeah. Shots, drinks. So I'm double fisting beers. And oh, I'm like, no. at this time I weigh like 145. Like I'm like <laughs> super skinny. I can't handle all this. I don't know what I'm doing. So I, I, the last thing I remember is being outside <laughs> and smoking a cigarette and like burning myself with it, just being an idiot. I don't know what I was doing. Oh, um, God. So, okay. So basically I black out. Okay. I don't remember anything from this point, but according to my friends, they took me home <laughs> and there's like a picture of me, like on the toilet, like flipping off the camera, like smiling. So I, I seem okay. I seem okay at this point. You're, right. So you're I'm enjoying, enjoying yourself. Up. I'm enjoying myself. I'm having a good time, but I, they put me to bed 
and they come to check on me. And actually I'm super thankful, like for anybody listening, like take care of your friends, like take care of the people that you're with Uh because alcohol can be dangerous, but like I'm out cold. So like they go to wake me up and I'm not a deep sleeper, right? Like, and my friends, most of my friends who've like known me, like if you wake me up, I'm going to wake up. Like, I'm not like the type of, you know, some people like they just sleep so deep. You can't get them up. Like it's impossible. Um, I'm not that way. So they're trying to wake me up. I'm not waking up at all. Like I'm unconscious, (laughs) unconscious dude. And I guess I was like drooling like red stuff. They didn't know if it was drinks or blood or what was happening. So my friend, my, so my friend goes, I'm going to slap him. Like like, I'm going to slap him. Like, Slap him, like, were they real drunk good. too? Were they, they drunk? Were at this a little point? drunk. Okay. They're a little drunk. Yeah. And Had to be. Slap him. I'm, I'm going to slap him real good. That seems like, like a drunk idea. For... I'm going to slap him real drunk. hard. They were like, give me, they said they're giving me like little slaps, right? Like little slaps, like Joseph, <laughs> Joseph, like just like slightly. Good one. Like if he doesn't wake up from this shit, like we call we'll take him to the hospital. Yeah. We're calling. Yeah. We're like, they slap me real good and I don't wake up. So they're like, okay, we got to take him somewhere. So this, this shit is so crazy. So they take me to the hospital. They, they can't get me out of the car. Cause I'm dead weight. Like will not, I can't, I'm not moving. Right. So they put me in a wheelchair, to wheel me to wheelchair into this, into this hospital. Right. And they get me in there. Um, my friend goes up to the, to the counter to like sign us in. And he's like signing paperwork and, and the lady's like talking to him and she looks over and she sees me and I'm in this room with my head, like slouched, like drooling out of my mouth, like a dead person basically. And, and she's like, no, get him in there right now. Like, we'll sign the paperwork later. like get him, get him in there. Okay. Oh, so, no. so, so supposedly they didn't have to put my stomach, which is great like that they just put an iv in me and like gave me some liquids yeah um woke up in the middle of the night i don't remember any of this this is like four in the morning my friend came back to check on Holy me so my friend was like all night wait wait so the last so thing you remember is smoking a cigarette <laughs> and burning yourself <laughs> the next thing you remember <laughs> is waking up in hospital Yes. Yes. So, so, so at four in the morning and I don't remember this yet, right? I haven't come to yet. So this is four in the morning and my friend comes back to visit me and the doctors are checking on me. So I find up from my drunken, they're asking me all these questions and they're like, like, do you smoke? And I guess I was like, Oh, what? <laughs> I just started <laughs> <laughs> and like um funniest part of that of that that part right there but then so i wake up at like nine in the morning and i look down at myself i have ivs in my arms and i'm like what the fuck happened to me like why the fuck am i here right? so i don't remember anything oh my and I like, god I, and like still drunk dude i remember i just felt still drunk and i look over and there's a nurse he's a male nurse like walks over to me He's like, what's up, man? Like, how you feeling? I was like, I was like, what happened? What happened to me? <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, 
he's like, dude, he's like, looks like you had your own version of the hangover, huh? Like you don't remember anything. I was, I was like, oh, oh. And I just like laid back down and he told me I couldn't leave for another like two hours. Um, but oh it gets even funnier. God. So I, I oh, wake up, again. I wake up again at 11 to find out I shit myself and pissed myself. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so shit myself and piss myself. So I'm wearing a full gown, right? All my clothes are ruined. All my clothes are ruined. I'm wearing like a gown. So I have my underpants and I have my top gown. So finally I wake up. They're like, you can go. Your friends are here to pick you up. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. So I get up, I start walking downstairs. Three of my friends are downstairs in the waiting room waiting for me. So I come down, I'm more hungover than I've ever been in my life. Like miserable, yeah. dude. Like I slept, I slept for like three days after this, like on the couch. I didn't move from the couch for like three days. So I, I come down and I might get my bottom pants of my gown are too big. And the top gown is really long. So as I'm walking out of the hospital, my bottom pants fall off and I am pulling up my top gown instead of pulling up my bottom gown. So, so I walk out of the hospital, cross the street with my bare ass and dick hanging out for everyone to see. And my friends are like on the floor laughing, like couldn't even walk to the car because they all collapsed from laughter because my ass is just hanging out. And I'm like, I'm all pissed off. I'm like, I want to go home. Like, take me home. God damn it. Oh my God, my ass is just hanging out in cars. Cars are driving by and like honking and they're cracking up. They're laughing their asses off. Like, oh my God. Oh my God, dude. It was the craziest like 21st birthday story ever. Like, Good Lord. But, but I survived. I survived with, uh, how, with like a, like a $2,000 hospital bill. And yeah, that's oh, how it went. Fuck. Holy fuck. How the yeah. fuck do you not get your? If you are that drunk, how are you not getting your stomach pumped? I just don't know how. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it. You know, maybe everybody's body's different. So I'm assuming, like, I just couldn't handle the alcohol. Like, I don't know if it was like a complete alcohol poisoning thing. It was just that, like, it was just too much for me. You know, well, that's too the much point. I'm just like, I just assumed you would get it pumped, but they were like, nope. No, just some IV, and I was good, thankfully. But holy shit, that yeah! Was but the ass hanging out is is the highlight of, oh. of the whole thing. Because uh, when I look back on it, I was like, "Fuck, that sucked." But like when I tell the story, <laughs> everybody cracks up. Yeah, so, I mean, cracks up. That's the funniest fucking story. All right, all right, man. Dude, Joseph, come to Nashville or something sometime. You, I think you'd yeah. like it. I think you'd like Dude, it. Dude, I would love to. There's a lot of really cool writers. We interview a lot of really cool producers and stuff in town. And uh, yeah. And uh, also, we could just like fucking hang out. <laughs> yeah, dude, definitely. I would love to come hang out. Um, it's awesome because obviously, Johnny, it's great meeting you. Like, I haven't Absolutely. met you yet. And. Brian, it just felt, it doesn't even feel like time has passed. Like just talking to you, just feels like, like when we were young, it's like I awesome. I know. Um, it's like a wave yeah, dude, of would, memories of like, <laughs> I know it's crazy. No, it's crazy. Yeah. But that's, I would love to dude. That'd be so fun. We can, I can come out and then, yeah, I'd love to like do some like songwriting sessions. That'd be amazing. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, All uh, right. thanks bro. And uh, hopefully we'll talk soon. We'll talk more soon.
Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. That was, that was awesome. I'd, I'd love to do another one sometime soon. For Hell sure. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll do a topic episode next time. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Like on production or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Let me, let me know. I'd, I'd love to do that. It was awesome chatting with you guys. Yeah. All right, man. All right, homie. We'll see ya. All right, guys. Take care. All right. Uh, bye. Good night. Later. Later. <laughs> no, dude, Joseph is awesome. I, I love, I love it. Um, we spoke about it a little bit before doing the interview, but yeah, it was a lot of conversational and really diving a little deeper into just music in general. And and it was fun talking about like the whole emo and how it's coming back. The punk thing. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was cool. Um, yeah. I'm glad he was okay with talking about that. Like I didn't, uh, we talked a lot about his new project and stuff, which is, um, yeah, very uh, awesome, by the way. Yeah, no, I I really like it. So, like, I remember his first release off of that. Um, his first few releases were super cool, and, and I loved him. And now this new EP, like he said, he kind of found this sound. And you could yeah. tell, like, there's a major difference between, I think, the first stuff and this new EP. Oh, I feel like it's just so much better. Just if nothing else, it's not even just about like the style, but like you can tell it's more authentic as he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like he definitely found his groove and um, yeah, I really like it. It's really cool. Um, And of course it was just awesome to catch up with him. Like he said, it felt like, felt like, you know, no time. Like literally it's been the last time I saw him, I actually stayed with him in Denver. Kayla and I stayed with him in Denver. Um, this was probably because he was living in Denver for a while, probably I don't know five years ago, four years ago. It was a while ago. Yeah, fuck but me. Before that, I probably hadn't seen him in ten years. <laughs> so progressively, a little less. Not quite ten years, but yeah, like it, it, so. Yeah, so yeah, it'd be cool to see him again. And like I Hell said, yeah. like he's really an amazing producer. Like he. You know, like we talked about, he does all sorts of different genres, and and um, and he's he's really good at just production. Like like we were talking about, he he started before this whole new thing of uh, uh, you know, like the YouTube stuff and how there's like tutorials and yeah. So I think a lot of and it's something I kind of wanted to talk about, but it wasn't a big deal. But how I think how a lot of new people everything they're learning is off of YouTube videos and stuff. And I think there is something valuable about just fucking around. You know what I mean? Yes. To just go on, absolutely. go and just figure it out. You know what I mean? Just like screw up, mess up. It's okay to just like make shit for a while. Yep. Until you hone your sound. I mean, that's how, how I learned. Uh, I was terrible. What's funny. I was terrible producer up until the, the pandemic. That's where I started just like sitting down and doing shit and being like oh fuck yeah i'm learning yeah and dude you're uh, yeah and uh-huh i'm i'm a little jealous now because now like your your quality is like real good and i'm like oh, fuck, oh, i you. was the one that had good quality <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah no dude i you, had nothing you're uh yeah for sure and that that's how you do it you know what i mean i i <laughs> think and yeah and I, more more than that's how you do it i think that's like that's how you figure different stuff out so you're not just sounding like everybody else how you know yeah you 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 find you you find you you know well bro it is time um this has been it's 
time. So, bro, you've been leading this episode a lot more. How about you give us the plugs and the and the farewell tonight? The plugs. Give us plugs. Or give us death. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, y'all, check us out. Um, Got real, real, real country there. Y'all. Y'all. Y'all, check, check us out. <laughs> check us out. Um, Blueprintmusic.co. Um, musicandbrews.com um, I got the dot com and I think that redirects Wild. you to the blueprint but it does so um, so check that out and of course on all the socials we got Instagram we have um, Twitter we have Facebook and soon we will have be, be having updated TikTok as we uh, start posting things there that's right we have some good mm. ideas and I don't know if I'm like cut that part out or not but it might be cut out but i was saying me and johnny are going to start writing more regularly we've discussed Mm -hmm. this so um make sure you check in on that because we're gonna start releasing just like either like little clips or like little short beats and shit like we like we like to write all sorts of stuff and just like joseph we like to do all sorts of different uh genres so um it'll be fun i think we'll have all sorts of cool weird shit. yeah and we'll bring back a bunch of artists that we've interviewed and kind of make them you know it'd be fun is make all these artists that we interviewed do the like styles they never do dude yes that'd be so fucking fun be like hey you want to be i don't know cammy Patton, you want to do a reggae <laughs> well i remember a lot elias was that uh, like? elias no, no. that was a lo- that's a long time ago it was one that from a forever ago but she didn't country mainly. Did Elias do country? No, no you're thinking Carly. No. There was no? someone someone that we had that was like mostly country. And I showed them because back when we recorded at um, that writer's round, that writer's room. And oh, yeah. We drove down the street to that bar to have drinks. And I showed her the. That's Elias. That was Elias. Was that Elias? Because yeah, I showed her one of my EDM songs, and she was like, yeah. "I really like this." I I kind of want to jump she into. She got this. a drink with us after. Yeah, I yeah. think somebody did. No, 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 no. It was uh, AJ. Uh, J. Uh, uh, oh, uh, yep. Uh huh. Yeah, AJ. That's right. AJ, I think. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, sorry. That was a a long trip around. <laughs> Just to long. say. Um, <laughs> Because I was saying that she was interested in doing something totally different, which would be cool. Something to more have, poppy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It'd be cool to have the artists do like cool, weird genres, like whatever we write. Even if it's yeah. our uh, Mexican tequila songs. Tequila! Tequila! That was a good one. Um, um, which we haven't, we should, re- we should re-record and release tequila. I think it'd be fun. For Cinco de Mayo 2023. 2023 Cinco de Mayo. Got it. <laughs> All right. Well, hit us with that. Uh, with yeah, that's well. Wait, look, those are the plugs. Those were the plugs. Oh shit, man! All the plugs. And oh, that's and make sure you follow so us, plugs. subscribe, share, yep. like, and give five stars. That helps us a lot. Uh-huh. It's great. <laughs> and if you know anyone that wants to sponsor us, you know, <laughs> do that or give us money just because. <laughs> we'll take money. <clears throat> Our goal... We'll, we'll, we'll take unsolicited money. Yeah. Our goal is to have our own, like, like separate studio that we could, like, 
have yeah. and a place we could bring people to. We could record. We could do all sorts of stuff. So uh, do it all. So that's what we're working towards. And um, we guys, we need your help to do this. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I got into like a. I was like a. I don't know. Sales a youth pastor or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Lord. Anyway, so Johnny, yeah, bro, bro, I've been, you know, I haven't been feeling great, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard you've been feeling pretty sick. Yeah, but it's all right. I'm doing a little bit better. I'm oh, that's uh, good. A little bit better every day. Yeah. Um, I've been, um, <laughs> feeling not like I'm able to stand. I can't okay. stand. You know what I mean? You, you can't stand. Yeah, I can't. Stay up because I'm so tired all the time. Makes so I have, sense. So I have to lay down. Yeah, and so you're laying down. I'm laying down. The only problem yeah, is sense. the only problem is where I'm at. I can't lay down. Why? You know why, Johnny? Why? Because they tear up the floor. <laughs> because they tear up the floor. God. <laughs> Doesn't even make oh. sense. Cheers. It's fine. It works. <laughs> 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 